Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Thursday, March 11th. LA Galaxy getting some stuff done this week. Announcing home openers from Major League Soccer. Signing Samuel Grand Sir. We'll talk about the pronouncement of his last name, too. I'm sure we'll have some arguments about that. Uh, some capacity numbers for the upcoming home opener. Uh, we're going to tell you sort of where all those fall and how possibly you could get into the stadium to watch the game as well. There's some other LA Galaxy news. And, of course, we're going to go over the roster as well. Some uh, Olympic qualifying stuff, too. So a lot to get to. A lot of fun stuff to talk about today to help me do all of that. Uh, we've got her back on the show, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Sophie Nicolau. Sophie, um, I see I see a tennis racket. I'm I'm afraid that maybe you came misprepared for, for wrong to, sport. Sorry, yeah, wrong sport. Okay, I, um, I I was I was wondering. I didn't know if you knew. I was actually playing air guitar because I love the intro so much. So I was pretending to you know be a bass player. I still do, the, do those stupid things where I pretend I'm in a band and I'm playing Wembley Stadium. What can I say? I, I understand, and uh, I do the I do the same thing. So I really, <laughs> what you don't see is before I hit the camera to come on here, I'm rocking out. I'm having a good time. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I do the same thing. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Not too bad. Um, you know, exciting news about fans and MLS and I'm, I'm excited to talk about that with you. The Arsenal win in Europa League today and we where we play under the lights of the Greek gods in Athens and we smash the Greeks. I'm not usually happy about that, but on today's occasion, I was thrilled. I, I, I was going to say, I mean, I would think our, our Arsenal fan, I mean, you know, understatement. You, uh, you follow Arsenal. You do a great job. By the way, um, if you ever hear Sophie really go off, um, listen to her do do talk about Arsenal because um, that, that's a lot of fun. But I, I was going to say in your homeland, I mean, wasn't was there a conflict there from from Olympiacos? Because I would imagine Arsenal playing Olympiacos. Was, was that one of your teams? No, not at all. My oh. team, when I was actually living in Greece for a couple of years and I was working for a very famous Greek singer, I was doing, uh, I was her personal assistant. It was a great experience. I traveled all along, you know, the islands playing in amphitheaters. It was really just magical. Um, she's kind of like the Madonna of Greece, if you like. She's a big deal. And she was a Panathinaikos fan, Panathinaikos, uh -huh. uh, as we say. And Panathinaikos and Olympiakos are rivals. Okay. They hate each other. It's like LAFC and LA Galaxy. Right. Don't get um, along. Yeah, don't get along. Okay. So, you know, I had to, you know, when the boss is a fan of a particular team, it's in your best interest when she's singing on stage every night and singing their songs um, to follow suit. I, I, I was going to say... Um, I feel like now this podcast should just be about you going around with this Greek singer who's like Madonna and we should just do like sort of, you know, a biopic on, on you on this because anything we have to say, I would have to imagine is not that exciting after the story that you just told. Yeah, she's pretty big deal. She actually christened um, the, the late great Chris Cornell's um, kid. 
Yeah. So she's pretty. Uh, yeah. You guys check her out. Her name's Anna Visi. V I S S I. You can give her give her a check out. See Every, what you think. Everybody's gonna go to Spotify now and, and download <laughs> some stuff. So you know, you you just you just upped her. We got her at least seven more people to, to download. We that, just so. sold her some albums. Good. I'm glad. Well, now let's sell some game tickets. How about that? Hey, you know, if there was game tickets to be sold, I'm sure that uh, people would be selling them. Let's uh let's get to some Galaxy stuff. Lots of home opener stuff. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, I have to start where I feel like I've started every podcast since February 24th when the community kit was launched. Just a small community kit update um, in terms of people looking for for the MLS patch. People, yeah, I don't know if you've been following Sophie. It's it, There's a patch issue. There's patches all over the problem. You would think this was Microsoft with patches. But no, um, the, the MLS patch. Everybody wants the MLS patch and the Galaxy aren't really selling it through the Team LA store with the MLS patch. Anyway, um, if you it's want happened. it, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There are more mistakes on the shirt. It's not like more. It's just the same. So, I mean, people are still uh-huh. looking. I just wanted to give people a heads up. I, I've heard and people have told me now multiple times. And thank you, everybody who tags me in every kit picture and everything <laughs> that is going on. I appreciate it. Um, I dream of community kits with the bear sort of wrestling me and in the community kit. That's what I dream of. Um, but Nikki Sports, apparently is doing the MLS patch for $8, 5 to $8. I've heard 5 or $8. So if you want an MLS patch on your jersey, I don't know if they do ones that you bought somewhere else, but I think that they will, but they're not taking any responsibility if you, they screw it up, basically. That was their, their sort of their only thing. So uh, if Nikki Sports, if you're looking for it, um, go ahead and, and take a look. $8, I think, gets you the, the MLS patch. If, that, if you're really needing it, again, I expect the LA Galaxy to actually come out with the plan that they told me they were going to come out with um, and to take care of some things. Uh, so if you want to know about that, go to the last podcast. You can hear all about all the updates that I have on on the MLS kits. And other is, that deliberate, is that deliberate? That's not deliberate from the club. They don't have a beef going with MLS, do they? No. That's not an oversight in any way, shape, I, or form? I mean, it's a cl- I think it's a clear oversight in how the Team LA store, which, Sophie, we learned last show, is not mm-hmm. associated with the LA Galaxy or AEG. Uh, it's a subcontractor of uh, Levy, and Levy is the same people who do the stadium food. So, mm-hmm. and that they're Rank and Rally, and Rank and Rally and Levy are the, under the same company. And Rank and Rally right. owns the team, owns and operates the team LA stores at Staples Center, at the stadium, at Dignity Health Sports Park. They do it. So, I would say it was an oversight on their side, whether or not they think it's an oversight or not. I, that's where mm-hmm. I come down on. So, you know. Just, just yeah. another little thing. It is the league. The league badge has to be on there. It, it has to it be on extra, there. Yeah, it has to be on there. It's you can't a, not. You can't do that. If the players have it on their jersey, then mm-hmm. you should have it on your jersey. All right. Yeah. We can talk about the small differences between a player issued kit, which there are. There's some small differences in a player issued mm-hmm. kit and an authentic that you would buy at the store. Sizing differences, fit differences. Uh, sometimes the materials a little bit different as well. All those things, just a little bit, a little bit different. It's not as far as like the difference between a replica and a player issue kit. Right. Um, so there's just small little things that that sort of are are, are different. Um, and so you know, you should have it as close to the, to what the guys are wearing. That's why you buy it because you want you don't spend the extra. Oh, let's see. I think you can get a replica kit for like ninety bucks, and you're spending you know, uh, let's see, one hundred and eighty dollars on an authentic. You don't spend the extra money to not look like the guys on the field. Yeah, right? totally. So yeah. so anyway, so anyway, that's where we're at. So um, there. Uh, yeah, and by the way, uh, Justin in our chat room brings up a good point, which is if you go to Nikki's. Um, I'm pretty sure they already have the honey badge, the the, the honey logo um, mm-hmm. that the LA Galaxy have on their shirt. Now, they already have it printed on their kits, so they already have it. So if you need the honey right. badge that you can buy one from there and then get the MLS badge on for eight bucks. It sounds like a good deal. So I will I will throw my support currently behind Nikki's until somebody tells me that, that that's all wrong and to go somewhere else. So someone will tag you or tweet you and tell you. Literally, probably while we're on this show. That's what that's what I'm guessing. So um, let's get to the fun news. Uh, a little bit of a surprise news, too. I'll tell you that MLS had planned on announcing some of this stuff, Sophie, but uh, we didn't think it was going to happen this fast, but we got the home openers. Basically, we know the LA Galaxy's first two games because one is Miami's home opener and one is the LA Galaxy's home opener, and that's how you know. So uh, very interesting of MLS to do this. Uh, and it was funny because I was trying to figure out who it was and I was talking to some people and somebody goes, they're picking up right where they left off. And if you think mm-hmm. about it, they were getting ready to, uh, uh, let's see, uh, maybe even 
a day ago yesterday, maybe yesterday, they were getting ready to travel to Miami to play David Beckham's Inner Miami, right? And then the pandemic shut everything down and they didn't end up getting on the plane. Kevin right. Baxter was driving to the airport to get on a plane to travel to Miami and they called him and said, we're not going. And so he turned around and went back home, right? So right. that's that's how close the Galaxy were to taking off to Miami. And so what MLS decided to do, Sophie, is to have the LA Galaxy on Sunday, April 18th, uh, play a 12 p.m. over-the-air game uh, on ABC. So <clears throat> big channel ABC uh, against Miami and uh, and David Beckham and, and that fun stuff. So I, I think that's 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 a fun way to sort of kick it pick it back up. I, th I think it's brilliant. Listen, on opening day, you've got to have the big boys playing against each other. And I say into Miami and I put them in the big boy car car uh, category only because of who owns them. Right. Right. And they, they did do in the end. They didn't they didn't have a bad season last season, did they really, Josh? Um, I mean, they, it was it was on par with the galaxies, but a little yes. bit better. I mean, so, yes. you know, it was a dumpster yeah. fire, but less right. of a dumpster fire. Sure. Um, so I think it's a sexy game. I think, you know, he plays his former team. It finally happens. Right. They make the they make it right in terms of, you know, how everyone was wronged by so much that happened last year. Uh, and it's uh, I think it's a, a really good play. And on ABC, we just saw the impact of um, ESPN put in the Dortmund by Munich game on ABC too. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that uh, this coming season with these big games. So a really nice showpiece to get everyone's mouth watering um, for the league this season, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it, it's a fun one. It's it's good for the Galaxy as well. Um, it's a good game to start with on the road, having to travel all the way across the country and sort of do that. And you could go early if you wanted to. You could go, I don't know how exactly how they're going to do all the travel, but um, you look at this and say, okay, well, one, We've heard rumors that perhaps if you want to get into the U.S. Open Cup, Sophie, that MLS and U.S. soccer are going to um, uh, basically take your first three games and whoever had the eight teams with the highest point total after three games, I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch of tiebreakers. Um, but if you do that, that you'll get to go to the U.S. Open Cup where they're only inviting eight MLS teams. I think it's 24 or 26 teams total um, mm. for the U.S. Open Cup. So there's a chance that if you go to Miami that you could win that game. So that's a, that's a good start for the LA Galaxy, or at least get a draw maybe on the road, and you take one of the East Coast road trips that you're going to have to do um, mm -hmm. this year, and, you, and you, you pull it back, and you, you do it on the first shot, and you don't have to worry about it. The next best thing is that the LA Galaxy and MLS announced the home opener, which is April 25th. Uh, it is a 2.30 p.m. game, also a Sunday. Game is on Fox Sports 1, FS1 where uh, New York Red Bulls are coming to town as well. So you're getting an East Coast team that's coming to L.A. So you have a travel issue whenever you go to Miami because it's really far away and it's mm -hmm. a long trip and it's not an easy one to make. And then you're going to come back. You have a full seven days um, after you come back to where you're going to play Red Bulls who have to travel all the way across the country to get to you as well. So those sort of line up well in terms of uh, the competitiveness. And I would expect that, that New York Red Bulls are, are always a difficult team to play, but getting mm -hmm. them traveling all the way across the country to come play for you, play against you is, is a better look for the LA galaxy who are not a complete team right now. And you would wonder if on these two games, April 18th and April 25th, if they either have a complete team or if they're still missing players. So that's sort of how you have to look at those first two games. Yeah, that's an, it's a really interesting because I was going to bring that up to you in terms of how ready is this team going to be for the season starter against Inter um, Miami as well. How complete is um, Greg going to have this squad? Uh, he's inherited a bit of a mess, let's be honest, uh, a broken team that really underperformed last season. Defensively, his biggest challenge Um terrible stats from last season um so i understand him going after um and i know we'll get to Derek williams I, mean, you may, I think you've probably may have spoken about williams we already we, but, yeah we did yeah um but i think a good a solid buy in terms of the experience and maturity he brings at the age of 28 you know played over uh, around 250 games combined for bristol city and blackburn in tough leagues right you know really tough leagues um had a moment in his career where he played he played at wembley stadium as well um, going for a, a trophy, yes, a lesser trophy, but he's had 
those experiences. And Bristol City and Blackburn are, are storied um, clubs, you know, in England. Bristol mm. City, especially back in the day, Bristol Rovers, Bristol City, great rivalry. Blackburn Rovers, winners of the Premier League. They've fallen super far, of course, uh, because of that. But I think that someone like him has is probably made tough having played for those two teams in those leagues. Um, so I think he'll be a good addition and I think he'll add a little bit of guile um, to the back. I'm assuming he's going to start. I mean, I don't know. We don't know that yet. So I think preparedness for him is definitely going to be defensively. And if this team can not leak goals early and not start conceding early in those first two games, build that confidence. I think that's the most important thing for this squad, Josh, is picking, not picking up where they left off defensively last season. So if they can do that, and get off to some good points and start and build towards an open cup. And I say this respectfully, though. Are right. LA Galaxy going to be bothered about that this season? No, no they're right. not. But I like to pretend I have to build up some <laughs> some statements about these. I mean, here's the thing about the schedule and, and being announcing. It, it's funny because when you look at what happened last year and after you go through the MLS's back tournament and then you come back, they, all the games were regionalized, right? Sophie, so, you know, the LA Galaxy and LAFC played each other about 300 times um, in that uh-huh. in that span between MLS's back and coming all the way through. And so you wondered how MLS was going to schedule games across the country. Were they going to do a normal schedule? Were they going to do different things, right? And so we found out right away that they're absolutely going to do the, treat this as a normal schedule because they have the LA Galaxy traveling all the way across the country to Florida and to Miami uh, to play that game. And then they have New York Red Bulls traveling all the way across from New York to California to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no regionalized um, schedules here right now. And I would expect that whenever they come out with the full schedules, and, and by the way, we're still expecting that the full schedules maybe as much as a week or two weeks away uh, mm-hmm. because they're still figuring out stuff. And as we saw, the Canadian teams are all playing in different places. Uh, you have some playing uh, in Orlando and some playing right. I think in, in Tampa and you have some playing um, in at RSL in Salt Lake. So you have the three Canadian teams down here and, and sort of doing that stuff as well. So, um, it, it not t- easy for them. Not not easy, you no. know, for them to have to do that. To be honest, um, most other teams are getting to play at home, right? Yes, uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. So that's not easy. It, it's hard enough as it is during this time, but to not be able to play, uh, you know, we saw how the bubble in Orlando was. That was tough. That was brutal on players. I mean, that wasn't was. easy. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And. And, you know, I, I say this and I don't think it's a, much of a stretch, but if you think that the having that Toronto FC came down and played, I think, in uh, in New York, right, in mm-hmm. upstate New York and Buffalo, um, but they came down and did that. If you don't think that influenced possibly Greg Vanny and say, and looking through his sort of, you know, glass ball and saying, one, with Toronto, maybe I've run my course and two, I don't want to have to do that again. Right. And these are guys who are going to have to go and spend time away from their families. If their families live in Canada, which you would expect they were because they live where those guys play. Um, if their families are there, they're away from their families whenever this happens. Um, yeah. so, so I don't know if all of them. It's a great point, actually, Josh. Brilliant point. Cause I, I get one right you, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah no, but it's, it's really it's really I, I, I was talking to John Hawks mm-hmm. this week. Yes, you, you had a you had an interview with Mr. Yeah, Hawks. So tell, yeah. tell me a little bit about that. Oh, it was great. I mean, he was, um, you know, he's a real trailblazer when it comes to U.S. soccer and what he did for American players being the first ever to play in the old first division and then in the Premier League, um, you know, got to play in the UEFA Cup, uh, you know, won the League Cup um, with Sheffield Wednesday, was managed by a legend like Trevor Francis, played with Nigel Pearson, Viv Anderson. I mean, legends of the game. And you know, to hear him talk about what he's doing at Greenville and they've done really well in USL and stuff, Mm -hmm. but to kind of get into his mindset of how it's been Josh to manage during COVID. And, you know, he, for the first, I mean, I know it's been hard and we've heard, I don't think it may be if Greg, and I say this with respect again, but uh, Guillermo wasn't that expressive about those things, right? It was more about the what was happening on the pitch because it was such a disaster. And we asked more more of that from players, didn't we? Like Leggett and 
um, you know, just just kind of it was easier to talk to them about that type of stuff. But to right. hear John Harks talk about how not only was it hard to just navigate through it and manage games and prepare the players, but you also then can take it into consideration a uh, consideration their families. And one of the things that John said that was the toughest was the mental health, keeping everyone healthy, on point. It's going to be okay. You know, you're trying to, um, you know, you're worrying about it yourself and your own life, your own family, but at the same time you're managing these men. Right. And he said that was the biggest challenge of all was the mental health part of it. Um, so it was really interesting to hear him say that. So I get if Vanny was thinking, you know what, I get to go back to a club I love. Right. I've done it all in Toronto. So you bring up a really good point because having heard you know, uh, John Harks talk about it this week as well. Clearly, there are so many more challenges than we even know have happened over the last year for these athletes and these coaches and these teams trying to navigate through yeah. all of this. Yeah, yeah, so tough. I mean, we talk about players, you know, 20% of the player pool in Major League Soccer came down with COVID-19 last year. Um, so, uh, with vaccinations certainly improving, um, I know that, uh, I, I've seen a bunch of people in Southern California starting to really pick up the pace. I'm starting to see a lot more people who are getting vaccinated and that's cool. Mm. My parents both got fully vaccinated. I was all stoked about that. That's great. Um, I am, I am absolutely, um, in line and will be there as soon as, <laughs> as soon as they let me, I, I I've told this before, but I've been in the office basically since about two, two months after the pandemic shut everything down. We've been working in the office because what I do is, is uh, labeled an essential business because we build for, uh, the food industry and we repair food stores and basically the giant freezers that, uh, most people never see is what we sort of keep up, but that's where most of your food gets stored and then distributed out from these giant warehouses. Mm -hmm. And so we do that. And so technically I, I can be in that food logistics like category and stuff like that. But for the most part, I've sort of just said, whenever it's my time, it's my time and I'll, I'll be there whenever you guys want me. But that's going to be big. I think players, I think you're going to start seeing players getting vaccinated um, yes. here very shortly. And so that's going to be a huge thing. You heard, uh, I, I know that uh, President Biden today said, basically, if everybody does their part, if we sort of, you know, buckle down, we don't get too crazy with all the stuff that perhaps by July 4th, we can be back to normal. I'll keep my fingers crossed because what a July 4th it would be to be at Dignity Health Sports Park, where we always are on July 4th uh, with yeah. fireworks and a fully packed crowd uh, of people. So I'm really I, I have I would like to be optimistic for this one show and say, let's make that happen and see if it all goes that way. But getting fans back into the stadium, Sophie, during covid still in this pandemic that we have is something that's going to happen for the L.A. Galaxy and something that we have to discuss. And I know on Monday, Kevin started to break down some of that. Well, mm -hmm. I decided that I was going to take the actual numbers that the L.A. Galaxy gave us. And this was a surprise last year. They actually gave us real uh, real uh uh, numbers for capacity at Dignity Health Sports Park. And I shared these last year about this time when we were talking about Victoria Block and sort of what that meant mm -hmm. for sellouts. Because, Sophie, you and I have been going to the stadium long enough to know that at 27,000, right, 27,000 was used to be the sellout number. And we were all like, oh, 27,000, that's the number and the whole deal. And but it's it would be like one person on the grass and it would be 27,000 people or 300 people on the grass would be 27,000 people. So it, it never really made sense and added up. So the LA Galaxy release capacity numbers. Guess what? There are three different sellout numbers, Sophie. If you want to sell out, that's interesting. There are three different ones. So I can explain them real quickly. Um, the first one is if you filled every seat in the stadium, current seat in the stadium, uh, they call that a capacity sellout crowd. Okay. And that is 25,174. Okay. 25,174. These numbers come from the LA Galaxy. Um, that's every seat in the stadium, 25,174. If you get some people on the grass and you sell out the grass and you do that type of thing, you get 26,674. So that is the overcapacity sellout crowd number. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then if you really want to get crazy, and by the way, they can be even crazier than this, but this is as crazy as they were willing to sort of put down in print. Uh, the overcapacity sellout crowd with the additional 300 seats. They basically build bleachers, Sophie. Uh, they build them over uh, in the northeast and southeast corners above LA Riot Squad in one section, mm -hmm. and then uh, above the, I think it's usually the visitor section or the family section um, in the other end in that side. And you can add 300 more seats with that. So you get 26,974, just 26 seats short of 27,000 people and they've done those bleachers in mls cup if i remember correctly no yeah i think mls like, cup possibly a couple, 
a couple of occasions, I believe, in yeah. the final, yes. they've done that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think also some playoff games as well, they they may have done it. Or um, the, the big the one... The LAFC that, game they did once, I think. I, I think they... Maybe not the... Not the bleachers, but the grass. The grass for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that opens up. Uh, the other thing that we've seen, and I've seen a number go over like 30,000 at that place, and that's like AC Milan came in and played, and mm. that was whenever Beckham had played for AC Milan and then was, yeah. coming, and it was coming back. So AC Milan there was there. I remember Tom Cruise was there, and they set up like these suites on the grass, yeah. and I swear that the sellout number on that was like 30,000. I, I, and, you know, these are all fake numbers. It was uh, like being at the Hollywood Bowl. That. <laughs> it was. It was. Bring your, bring your wine and, uh, and yeah, sit on the grass geez. and enjoy it. But God, Sophie, I miss live music so much. I want, oh I, I want the I just, live music. I want the live. That's one of the things that I have missed so, 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 so much. Um, I agree. I agree. Like, we talk all the time about going to a concert again and how's that going to feel like? What is it going to be like? We were watching our old, um, you know, Greek theater, Hollywood Bowl stuff, Coldplay, uh -huh. um, oh. little, little Neil Diamond, the 1975, a band that I just really love. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, stop. sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we, we, we went <laughs> sideways there. Uh, Aaron, by the way, says that uh, we should count every seat. I think, do you think if we got enough listeners to go to the, like, if once everybody's allowed in the stadium, we get enough listeners and we assign everybody a section and they go count those seats and then they yes. report back. To, we could count all the seats. That and we could brilliant. And we could do it all secret style, too. Like, nobody would know we were there counting the seats if you had, like, you know, two people counting or, or 10 people or 12 people counting. Nobody would know, right? We could We could make that happen. We should get Larry to do that because we're way we're way busy on Twitter. Although actually, he's on Twitter too. He oh. just says he isn't, but he really is. Calling I'm out, just gonna throw some shade over there. Calling out Mr. Larry Morgan, not yeah. on Twitter. He's absolutely yeah. on Twitter. Being on Twitter doesn't mean that you have to have a screen name, Sophie. You no, know? So. no, he's covert. He's like Jason Bourne. That one. Watch out. <laughs> that's, that's what I think when I when I see Larry. Definitely Jason Bourne. So yeah, uh, that, that's that's where we're going. All right, uh, let's get to the capacity. So I gave you the numbers: twenty five. 5,174, 26,674, and 26,974. Now, if I'm the LA Galaxy, you can't make an argument or at least a good argument for using the 26,974 because you'd actually have to build the bleachers in order to do that. And doing that does not give you a severe increase in fans to do it. So I'm imagining the LA Galaxy are going to do 26,674 as their overcapacity sellout crowd. That's what number they're going to use. And so then if we look at the tiers, um, the, the associated tiers that California uses to grade the severity of, of COVID within each of these segments, Sophie, we start at the purple tier, which is LA is currently in, although should be in the red tier on Monday. So we'll start with purple. Purple's the highest restriction. You can only have 100 people. It doesn't matter what your capacity is. It's 100 people and with media people in there. And that's and a total waste of money. No one's going to do that. Nobody's no going to yeah. no do that. Exactly. No. So but here's the thing is you're in the red tier on Monday, which means that now, according to California, you can have a 20 percent capacity. If you use the middle numbers and I've sort of I've done the math for you. Um, you know, at the low end, you can have a little over 5,000, 5,035 fans in attendance. In the middle, it's 5,335. And at the high end, which, like I said, I don't think they're going to use, it's just shy of 5,400. There's even a good possibility, Sophie, that by the time April 7, 18th comes around, I was going to say 17th, um, by the time April 18th comes around, that LA County could actually be in the orange tier, which would kick them up to 33%. And the 33% capacity then in that middle number is 8,802 fans. Now you're starting to, to, to cook with fire. All right. Uh, in the unlikely uh, scenario that we get to the yellow um, rather quickly, it's 67% capacity, and so you could have as many as 16,000, excuse me, as many as 18,000 uh, fans in the stadium, um, or just shy of 17,872 right in there um, is that middle number. So uh, those, are the, those are the capacity issues. I think by the time we get to yellow, by the way, mm -hmm. if we get to yellow, um, that they're, they're going to sort of go ahead and, and just get rid of everything. Right. They're, 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 you're never making it to yellow because once you get to yellow, you're going green. All right. There's, yeah. You're, you're like, yeah. okay, we're, you're close enough um, as it goes. But it's really interesting to see those tiers. There are fans coming to the stadium on April 18th, Sophie. We know that to basically be a fact right now. Yes. And it's very exciting. And I think that it's the moment we've all been waiting for. As human beings, I think we talked about this. The kit launch, we said it was good to feel normal again. Going to a game, is going to feel like 
we're rewinding to some of the greatest days of our lives. I mean, this is what everybody has been missing, craving, uh, and to be able to even just start off with 5,000 plus fans in there. The other numbers make me a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. Right. You know, yes. um, I'm not sure that you can get there that quickly. I think the NFL um, did it gradually and in a in a very effective way. I think we've seen the NBA um, start to do similar. So I'm very comfortable with that five grand, five grand, 5,000 yeah. plus. Yes. I think you wait a little bit before you start going into those bigger numbers just to make sure. And then does that mean all the catering is going to be open too? how I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, we have because we really haven't lo- been told on the, the local the businesses. It's going to be amazing just to have 5000 people on their way to their game, buying a coffee or stopping for lunch mm-hmm. or doing something. And then, of course, you've got a lot of the, the people inside the stadium, too, um, and the team to kind of be able to have game day. Revenue. I mean, these things are huge. MLS can't afford another season with no fans in the stadiums, yeah. uh, Josh. So it's a great start, but start sensibly. Yeah, you have to, and I and I think that the mask mandate certainly in the stadium is going to last throughout the season. I don't see. I don't think that's going away. But if yeah. you could have Sophie, let's say you could have a full stadium. Um, eventually, we, we have to get there. I'm not saying it happens, you know, tomorrow, but we have to get there. We have to feel comfortable with how we're doing. We have to feel comfortable with the vaccinations. All that stuff has to be trending in the right direction. But if you're there and you can have a full stadium, but everybody still has to wear masks, you're, you're going to be there, right? I mean, that if it, I'm sure there's people who are going to stay away. And I understand mm-hmm. trying to get people to feel comfortable again is part of this. I don't know how people are going to feel. I'll tell you that um, for somebody who's out a lot, um, in the public right now, um, I, you know, it's it's one of those things that's always in the back of my mind. Certainly, you're watching your space, you're wearing your mask, you're doing all those things. But at the same time, it's become almost an associated risk, at least for somebody who's who, who I, I'm in relatively good health. Uh, I'm relatively young. God, I just I, let's hope I stay young. Thirty nine. Um, just let's not get to 40 this summer. You that bragged fast. about that last time I was. I, on, so I'm not bragging. That's not a brag. That is that is me <laughs> sulking already. Um, but, you know, relatively you got young. on a plane, didn't you last week or oh, the, you had yeah, to, yeah, I did yeah. last time and the whole deal. I would not recommend travel right now. <laughs> Not a it's a bit freaky, fan. isn't it? Traveling. That's it, a little bit freaky. I, you know, I had to do it over uh, the president's holiday. So coming back at the time, there was basically full flight. I was on a full flight. So, you know, it, wow. it's weird being in, I, you know, something that never bothered me before. But being in that close proximity with people is something that now I don't know. Do you watch television shows and you go, why are these people so close together? Like, <laughs> you know? um, this is what I'm saying. Like when we were talking about the concerts, because it's like going back to a throwback era or right. a throwback time. A lot of the times we watch movies and we're like, wow, look at all those people in the subway, New York. Look at that. Do you remember those days? I mean, it's kind of become uh, like that. So I think there are going to be some very um, skeptical people and some people who are not going to be able to just go in. And this is why I think if you do it with the 5000 and they're spread across the stadium, follow the model of the NFL, be safe. Uh, One of the things I was thinking to maybe avoid issues is you might see at the beginning they don't serve alcohol. I don't know if they'll do that or not. Right. But it could come into play just for safety reasons and people being sensible and not losing their minds. Right. You know, going back straight off the you know, off the bat, um, Josh. So I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of things to take into consideration. It's just not about let's let everybody in. Right. Um, you, you still have to spread them out. There still has to be. And, yeah. and that's really leads me into the next part of this, because we gave you basically the, the, the numbers that we're expecting in that red tier for April 18th, which is about 5,300 fans. Let's say just shy of 5,400, somewhere in there. Um, there are more season ticket holders than that. I don't know how many more season ticket holders are. The LA Galaxy are extremely secretive with their season ticket holder numbers for whatever reason, probably because, and this is an opinion and only opinion from my part is they're much lower than everybody thinks they are. All mm. right. And we, I, we've the LA galaxy and I have had a disagreement on many times about season ticket numbers, because if you're the LA galaxy, Sophie, you absolutely know how many season ticket holders you have. In fact, there's probably a board oh, somewhere that has the number. Cause you're always trying to beat it and make it better and do that stuff. And you have to plan 
almost everything around knowing that you have that amount of money coming in. So if you have 5,500 season ticket holders, you know that because you know you're going to have to have a lot of season ticket holders, you know, more if you're going to pay for all the stuff that you're supposed to pay for. Or if you have 10,500 season ticket holders, you know that because you have to count that money that's coming in. It's a known number because they're an organization that plans around gates and they have to know what that number is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with you. There's no way they don't know that number. You that's a, that that number is a a number that is a huge part of your business model and how you recruit right. new fans, how you manage that process. Right. Uh, and then also, are you thinking because I don't remember if I read it in the press release, they didn't single out and say we're going to start with um, season ticket holders, they, right? They, they have come out with a statement before that and basically said before that the priority, that. yeah, the priority is going to go to season ticket holders, all right? So that's the the general public will be will get some tickets if and only if not enough season ticket members take it up. Now, let's let's use some numbers. Okay, let's just make up mm-hmm. some numbers. Let's say that uh, let's say it's 9500 because the LA Galaxy like to use that number sometimes. So let's say it's 9500 season ticket holders. Let's pretend like they're the LA Galaxy haven't been playing like crap for a while. And let's pretend that the pandemic didn't make them lose a whole bunch of people, right? Um mm-hmm. and, and all those things. So let's pretend that it's 9500 and you do that. Well, if we're at 5400, there's quite a delta there between the 9500 and the 5500 mm-hmm. or 5400. Which means that there's a whole bunch of season ticket members that will not be going to these games if we assume that everybody wants to go back, right? So right. there's already a scarcity issue with just the you know the April 18th game in my mind. Now maybe as much as 40 percent of season ticket holders don't go back to the stadium, Sophie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an unreasonable number. I think it maybe is closer to 30 or 25%, mm-hmm. but there's certainly going to be a percentage that don't want to go back and they're not going to have to pay for the games that they don't go to. So that was one of the questions people were like, well, I'm going to see, do I have to go? No, you don't have to go. Right. Um, at least not right now. When everything opens wide open again, then yes, you're going to get charged for, for games if everything goes back to normal. Mm. Do you think that the club is wondering because, you know, obviously that number is sacred to them. They don't really want to make it public. But then if they do come out with a mandate and say, say, well, only season ticket holders, and then there's just 1,500 people that want to go, do you, I mean, I'm I mean, just we, saying. We could, we could imply, we could certainly imply that and, and look at that and assume that we understand. I mean, maybe it'll give us an idea. That's a good idea. We'll have to watch and sort of see what happens. Yeah. So that way we can, we can put it in there. Um, I think the number is somewhere between 7,500 and probably 10,000 is probably, I mean, and that's a wide berth because I really don't know. Um, and so I, I think that's probably where it is. I think that there probably will be enough season ticket holders to fill the stadium to the mm-hmm. capacity that they have. Uh, but the LA Galaxy have another problem, or at least they had a small problem for a little while. And that problem was that they sent out an email whenever all this stuff went out, and it went out to season ticket members. Um, and basically they said, hey, the home openers are there. They did a cool thing. It's like, it's been 368 days since the LA Galaxy played in front of our fans, um, but the wait will soon be over. I thought that was, I thought it was good. I, I enjoy sort of you know, like, you know, building it up and, and sort of saying it. Um, so they go through, basically they said the home opener is set to kick off at 2.30 p.m. on April 25th, but due to capacity regulations per the updated health and safety guidelines, we intend to make a limited number of tickets available for purchase Let me say that again. We intend to make a limited number of tickets available for purchase by season ticket members before the public. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that got everybody riled up because Sophie, as you know, and as as we as we know how season tickets work, when you buy season tickets, you buy them and then you don't have to purchase anything anymore. Right. So, so you know, so there was an uproar immediately after this email went about because season ticket members are like, well, what have I not, what have I been paying for and not getting over the last year? And so I of course went and started asking people questions and I had some friends who are season ticket holders who are sending me emails that they're going back and forth with the, with the galaxies. That way I could understand what they were trying to do. So here is the, the me deciphering what they said. Um, and so far the LA galaxy haven't pushed back on this. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. And, for the most part, everybody says, yeah, that, that seems like it's right. Um, but the LA Galaxy basically sent out an email. Um, they did it. They said, what you did last year is you got credit for all those games, right? Because you paid and then you didn't get to go. So your account is credited a certain amount of money. Let's say it's $1,000. You have $1,000 mm-hmm. of unused games and it's credited and it's sitting in your account. You're basically going to be able to use that amount of money to purchase 
tickets to the game. And they're going to have to do that because there's going to be some sort of virtual queue. I don't I don't know how they're going to limit who gets to go after the tickets and who doesn't. Is it going to be a free for all 9 p.m. season ticket holders? Everybody has to be there. You know, that type of thing. I, I don't know how that's all going to go or how that's going to sort of lay out. But but basically, you're going to use your credit to pay for those tickets. Somebody brought up a great point, though, Sophie. What if the LA Galaxy decide to jack up the prices on those tickets because there's limited capacity? Um, and so basically, you know, you have a thousand dollars of credit, which should have covered, you know, six games or 10 games or however much it is. I don't I don't know. Ten that games. would be pretty to be honest with you. It would. You're not supposed to swear on the show. Sorry. Now I'm going to have to write it down. I thought that was allowed. I I'm, thought that was allowed. That one. That, I mean, that one's in England. That's allowed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah, that's not the really not cool. Yeah. Not cool. Um, but um, I don't think that's going to happen. So let me let me say that. I would that. be shocked. Right. If that happened. And, and so I think I think everybody's going to be fine. I think that there is going to be a squeeze on capacity. I think that the LA Galaxy have enough season ticket members. Um, and so in my mind, um, I think that there's going to be a rush on tickets for April 18th and, and getting back there. So it'll be interesting to see how the Galaxy sort of put this together. They have not released details on exactly how they're going to do it, but apparently you're going to be sent links out and then season ticket members can click on those links and and do that so i think we might be surprised by how many takers there are you know people have felt cooped up and they've missed their football and i i think the longer this goes on and you know you can see that things are being dealt in a more positive way although sometimes it's up and down so you know who knows i think there might be more takers than they think but they can't mess with the prices they can't do that to people in a time where economically everybody's been challenged i know that the clubs are challenged too right but that that would not be a goodwill move at this point by the way i, I have people in the chat room who are marking your swear word for me so that way i can go back and <laughs> i can go thank you thank you for thank you for getting it perfectly right and and the whole deal all right good i'm so sorry uh, okay. i should know better you I should, should you better. should that's okay it's it's fine we're what you know what it was the it was a correct usage of the word okay so everybody who's listening to this afterwards after i've cut it out you you can assume that she used a correct word in there for that okay josh yes. after living here for i moved here like in 2001 the odd day and occasion where i would i will go to the right side of the car to drive yes uh, every it, now and again it happens it happens i can't explain why it just does and so today the S bomb was, you know, going back to my grassroots. I, I was, um, I was going to say, you know, I have, I have lighting in the studio. I just, I can turn on, I, I can that. turn oh, on the mood lighting. Showing off. Yes, I just I bought my two new lights, and now I've got to go out and upgrade and get mood lighting like this. Look at that. Yeah, it's. I it's, mean, it's like the club over there. When are you serving the pina coladas? <laughs> well, well, what what I could do is, I, I could basically, I could issue a fine to you, and then we could see if the people in the chat room want to. Um, want to pay for your fine and we already have um, we already have somebody who has has put in uh, let's see uh, Eric I, I don't it's it's Syken Eric designs two dollars um, and this person says keep swearing so you're not for two dollars you don't get to keep swearing that's not that's what it is so thank you we appreciate that um, all right so uh, that's sort of where we sit for that we'll have to watch how okay. that plays out okay that's gonna be an issue so if people are going to be upset about however that sort of plays out. Um, I don't know if you can make everybody happy and then there's going to be a ticket scarcity issue on top of that. You know, it's one of those. So we'll, we'll as see. long as there's a demand and not an apathy, right? That's the most important thing okay. at this point. All right. I'm, 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 I'm fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes down. Um, I have my thoughts certainly. All right. Uh, let's get to the exciting news of the day. Uh, Samuel Grant, sir signed to a three year deal. And as I wrote my in my show notes here and a surprise, um, <laughs> because it was a bit of a surprise and I heard, and I learned about it last night before, um, it was announced this morning um, that it was going to be a three-year deal, which we knew, but we didn't know how that was structured, Sophie. We didn't know if it was a straight three-year deal. He was just going to get three years or if it was going to two, be two years plus one. So two years and a club option. We didn't know if that was going to be the case. Um, and the surprise was that it's three years plus one year 
for an, for a club option. So the LA Galaxy basically have him tied up for four years if they so choose, but he's getting a three-year guaranteed contract plus a club option on the uh, on the backside there. So um, interesting. Uh, 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 that was the the surprise of all of this. Um, but overall, uh, wh- what say you? I need a pronunciation guide. I, if you were going to go after his last name, because I see everybody said, you know, uh, gra- <laughs> I love it, Grand Senor. Um, it's, it's hello, grand sirs. Um, yeah, you, you, I mean, grand sir just sounds fantastically English, doesn't it? It, it absolutely uh, for does. a French player. I love it. So grand sir signed for the galaxy. It's just so English, but I would, I mean, if I was going to try and be, you know, do my flash French accent, I would, I would maybe say it's a uh, grand sire, oh. you know, but there's no hyphen on it. No, is there? so no, there's not. if there's no hyphen, then I think it might be just grand sir, you know, but it's. But you have to say it but like the when grand, you, you, the grand, I would assume, is like, you know, um, ma maison, c'est très grand. You oh. know, my 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 house is very big. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying my house is, but I would pronounce it grand versus I, grand. I was going to say just over here, you were turning me on. Whatever you were saying, it was working. So <laughs> I just I, I just however that works from now on, if you just want to be the official announcer of his name, that works fine for me. <laughs> So um, we can do that. Uh, but anyway, so 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 Grant, sir, I, I again, until I talk to him or until we find out, I don't know how to how to pronounce it. So we'll figure that out. Um, this was the signing that we knew was coming, Sophie. Uh, there's there's nothing really in this that I think is a surprise. The only thing that we don't know is that was reported by uh, El Keep. Uh, that there might be a sell-on clause coming from Monaco, that Monaco was going to release him on a free transfer, basically say, we're going to terminate the contract. And Grant Sir had to be okay with that as well, because that's a mutually uh, terminated contract when you do it. But that Monaco's deal with the LA Galaxy, that yes, it was free, but there might be a sell-on clause, which I don't know, could be 30%, 20%, 10%, whatever. If you're going to sell him on, then we want 10% of whatever you sell him on for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he cost them over five million euros. Yes, you know that's that's a fair bit of money for a player who, um, with no disrespect, is fairly unknown outside of, you know, French football, really. Um, and and let's be honest, his time at Monaco spent mostly on loan. Correct. Uh, as well, I think he appeared. 12 times for Monaco in the league. I'm not sure collectively how many appearances with maybe some of the, the cup games and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then also, I guess he's an unknown commodity to us. I mean, I'm not sure if you had a tracker on him the same way you did Yoni. We did. I mean, that was, <laughs> but I mean, not as much as, as Yoni Gonzalez as because that took uh, forever. That took forever. Right. Um, I mean, he, the League Two team he was playing for, um, Troy's, you know, their biggest claim to fame was winning the Intertoto Cup against Newcastle in 2001. But that doesn't mean that League Two players, you know, same with England in the championship, really good championship players playing for Aston Villa now and playing for West Ham now. And we've seen that in League Two as well um, with players being kind of um, shifted up to Liga. But uh, the fact that he didn't play and Monaco haven't been a great side, you know, right. they've struggled over the last couple of years. They're not that glamour team that they once were. I think Thierry Henry destroyed them, to be honest with you. <laughs> Just and, and then Messi. and then he tried to destroy a uh, club de foot uh, Montreal up there Montreal, as well. So yeah. yes. But let me ask you this: Does he start over? Yes. And I, he starts over a Dunbar or an Alvarez. Yes. Yeah, it's not. I mean, so the the interesting thing is what makes you think he's better than Dunbar. I mean, I think Dunbar hasn't been given a fair crack, and maybe that will be different under Vanny. Maybe this is absolutely. You you could be a hundred percent right, but if you're going to spend TAM money, targeted allocation money, so his salary is is over six hundred and twelve thousand five hundred dollars. We know that for sure. I'm guessing it approaches close to the million. Um, the free transfer means they don't have to account for any of that into the salary. So maybe the salary is around 750, 780, 800. Um, but having said that, you don't play, you don't pay Cameron Dunbar the same amount. Now, uh, certainly people would argue with me, and I think it's a correct argument that just because you pay somebody a lot of money doesn't mean that they're necessarily better than the people who are there. 
100% agree. But if you're going to start this season, I'm going to tell you that, you know, Grant Sir is going to start and he should probably start at the right wing position as the LA Galaxy still look to 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 find somebody for that left wing uh pavone's legal situation continues to go down the drain and, and start it's starting to swirl around i don't know if the la galaxy um are still interested or not and as a matter of fact i've been trying to work on that for most of the week which was how serious are they still with christian pavone but ultimately if let's say pavone clears all these hurdles and comes back you have him on the left wing you have grant sir on the right wing right wing um you have I mean, you, you, you're one player away from a starting lineup if you get that, because basically all you need is a defensive midfielder that sort of sits with Jonathan Dos Santos. And what I'm going to assume right now is sort of a four, two, three, one. Um, mm-hmm. And so in that formation, Grant Sir plays on that right wing. You have Pavone on the left wing. You have Sebastian Legette sort of playing in that that central attacking midfielder role, the cam role. Jonathan Dos Santos plays more box to box. You have that defensive midfielder and Chicharito's up top. That allows Sebastian Legette to go up and pair with Chicharito, which gives you your two strikers when you need them or a packed midfield whenever you need to shut teams down with Sebastian Legette doing work on both sides of the ball. So mm-hmm. um for me, it, okay. plug, it plugs a lot of holes. But here's the interesting thing about him, too. And I saw people mentioning this. And I just want to sort of break in before it gets too out of hand, because um, for the most part, I, I think most of these things do get out of hand pretty fast, uh, which is just because they signed Grand Sir does not indicate anything at all that there means they're not going after Christian Pavone still. That does not indicate that. Other things should indicate that, but not this signing. He can play right wing. He can play left wing. He has played striker. He's played you know, a sort of a defensive side of things on, on it as well. His stats aren't great, Sophie. I, I don't no, know. They're not. I don't know where to put him in terms of what expectations I have, but if this they're signing worries, him for Pam. This is what worries me. Is he that I hope he's not a jack of all trades and master of none kind of player. Um, I don't think he's shifted too much um, positionally um, when he's been playing and he's, he's been starting. But yeah, he doesn't score a lot of goals. That's for sure. Right. Uh, and... This team needs, as we saw last season, you you, you know, are you going to rely on Chicharito to get you those goals? Is it going to be different under Vanny? Um, he's been working out like a fiend. He, I mean, I've, I, I don't see as many. Uh, have the Hammer and Amelia stopped doing the videos or has Chicharito stopped working out? Because he has he has. I don't know. He he's you know what? He's training now. It's funny because. I've actually been trying to get him on the podcast, right? He's obviously he's designated player. It's always hard for me to get the top, top guy on the team onto the podcast because they just don't like to do stuff. And unless you have, you you know, deserve to have him on this show. I think so. Yeah, I I think so. But anyway, yeah, I guess what they're working on it. We are working on, I feel very confident will happen here in the next month. So we'll continue to work on it. We'll figure out a day. We'll get it done. But having said that is, uh, one of the reasons that it got slowed down is because everybody's, they jumped into preseason. And once it's in preseason, there's a lot less, there's a lot less time for these guys to do the press stuff that I want them to do in the night. Usually they're recovering and doing a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, he's still working out, but now he's actually having to do it at practice and he doesn't get to have his Instagram team hanging out around him, taking videos of him and doing stuff. So, um, you know, and you've seen the schedule, like it's all closed off. Yeah. It's all closed practice. It's all closed off this week. Um, And rightly so. I think he needs to get ingrained into this team and, you know, they need that private time before, you know, they start, they let open the world to kind of see what, what's going on. But right. uh, I, I, the question's always going to be, I think, you know, the LA Galaxy always seem to, f- and I, I don't, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they seem to find their way when it comes to, f- you know, finding decent flank players. It, where well, the struggle, the struggle's been is defensively because right. you can't, you, you have to stop leaking goals and you have to stop making stupid mistakes. And right. that's the biggest challenge that Vanny has this season, as I said at the top of the show. But maybe this is going to be the kind of play that comes in and surprises everybody. His his defensive stats, Grantzler's defensive stats, and uh, we have uh, Ramiro in our Discord, and he has an article ready to come out as well um, that is going to talk, I think, a little bit about Grantzler and some other things. But he sent me some Grantzler stats. Like, this is the, the radars that sort of track different things, attacking, defensive, those stuff like that. And if you look at his defensive side, he actually has decent defensive stats. So... You're looking for a guy, certainly, who can come forward. And we talked about him in the terms of he's not as mobile as Alessandrini. He's somebody said like a budget Alessandrini. He is. He's a budget Alessandrini. I mean, clearly, the fr- we're, we're really um, we're really good at, at doing these lazy sort of comparisons, which is, well, Alessandrini was French and he played on the wing. And so Grand Sir is French and he plays on the wing. They do play the same position. They're from the same com- country. I, I get why everybody does well, it. You hope that 
um, Grand Serre is not Grand as injury prone as Alessandrini because that's the last thing you, you you know that's the last thing that we need. He's 24 years old, so still young. He's got a lot to prove, of course, but. This is his shot. This is his chance. He's coming to the most storied franchise in MLS history. You know, he's going to play in a pretty decent team with a good manager um, who's proven. Right. And I mean, the key to this team is going to be the Pavon thing. Because if that doesn't happen for any reason, Josh. And and there's a million reasons why it shouldn't. But yes, I I know. Yes. Continue. That's. How? What's Plan B? I don't know. They don't tell me that stuff. I'm not. You know. A lot no, but of I'm time, asking you. Yeah. What do you think Plan B is? Do you really? Do you think they have a Plan B, or are they are they dead set on making this? I think. I think this happen. I think Plan B is to wait, and maybe you wait until summer and, and to pull somebody in, or you wait until see because you could go over to Europe and get somebody for that role as well. If you're going to wait, and if you wait, you give a chance for all the legal things to play out. Um, if the legal things play out in Pavone's favor, then the LA Galaxy probably have a pretty good chance of, of going after him and getting him, and they could even get him this summer. So, um, what about the surgery? Done. Um, I don't expect and that there's formula- formulaic surgery. Yeah, it, it was versus... it, it was a clearing out of things, not a reconstructing of things, right? Because he had these little bone pieces in his ankle that, right. that had broken off and were causing him pain and discomfort. Getting rid of those only helps you. I mean. There's very little chance with a surgery like that that he comes back worse. There's a much higher chance he comes back better. So, I mean, you imagine Pavone better than he was. That's not an unrealistic expectation with the surgery he had. So um, that's the thing. All right. I want to we'll keep talking. And obviously, we're about 26 players right now for the roster of 30. Uh, Didi Charia was was released. And so that's how we we lose. And yet we still sort of say right around. So Grant Sir is the 26th player. He is the first Tam signing of the Greg Vanny era. Um, he also takes up an international slot. The LA Galaxy now five of eight international slots used. Only three Tam players right now between uh, People Gonzalez, Sebastian Leggett, and Grant Sir. So um, that's sort of where we sit with that. And the preseason roster has uh, the two draft picks, uh, Drac and Judd, and then they also have two LA Galaxy 2 players, uh, Cuevas and Williams, Augie Williams. And there's a hint, at least Augie Williams is providing a hint in a podcast that he did, um, that perhaps he will get called up to the senior team. So that could be the LA Galaxy's backup striker. We'll see. Um, I think they're going to sort of wait and play that one out and sort of see how that goes. Um, before we get to anything further, I have been owing somebody a shout out on this show mm-hmm. for three or four weeks. Um, and I know he thinks that I forget about it, but it's actually in my notes every single time. Um, so uh, this will be hopefully more than a shout out for for my good friend Brownie, um, who's always who always comments on my posts. I think he listens. He he seems to read my stuff too. Uh, and he's a great person. But the even better thing is that uh, he runs, I believe, Angel City Printing, so screen printing. Um, mm. And so I know for a fact that he would love business. And so if you need screen printing right now, uh, and Brownie, I, I DM'd you on Facebook because I have some things that maybe we should work on so that way we can get some for COG uh, from Angel City Printing. So look at your you look at your Facebook messages and stuff. But find Angel City Printing, help out a fellow Galaxy uh, family member. He's awesome, um, and he's going to do a great job, especially for Galaxy players. So please, Brownie, um, mm. I, I give you your, your your shout out, and hopefully uh, we can point some pity some people to Angel City Printing, um, so that way you can get some. I more might business. I might need some some stuff for the hybrid squad. So we can we can make this happen. I can hook you up with Brownie. So we will. Okay. We will I, and by the way, he did not pay me for this, which I mean he should. That was a commercial. Um, but he didn't retroactive. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're, we're going to do it. So we'll, we'll make it. So Brownie, there's a shout out. So I don't want, I don't want to hear it anymore on, on actually, no, I do. I enjoy talking to you on Facebook. So give me, give me some crap on there. That's fine. Um, let's get a little bit more galaxy news. I know we're pushing on about an hour here, but we got a little more to talk about. Most of our shows have been about an hour and 10 minutes lately. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, Julian Rajo made the U S 20 man roster for Olympic qualifying. All right. Um, and so, uh, this is uh, this is a big deal for him because this is what you wanted to see from Araujo. We knew that this was a possibility. You want to see him on this under-23 team for the Olympic qualifying. They're going to be down in Guadalajara in Mexico playing these games. Uh, so for the Olympics, which, by the way, are going to be held. Japan said they are going to hold the Olympics. They're just going to do it without foreign 
uh, fans, right? So you're not allowed to come into the country to go to the Olympics. That's fine. I think that's a great idea. Athletes will still go there. They'll compete. We'll have a summer Olympics. This is the chance um, that the United States has of qualifying for the Olympics and being there. And Julian Araujo is one of those players who made it for the United States. Um, I would also be remiss if I didn't tell you that uh, Ulianis, uh, former LA Galaxy Academy and LA Galaxy 2 player, is also on this team. Uh, so he'll be playing for that. Here's the interesting part about that, because there's a flip side, Sophie. We have Julian Araujo, who plays for the United States. And then we obviously have heard a lot about Efrain Alvarez. Um, yes. as well, and whether or not he would play for the United States, whether he would play for Mexico. Uh, well, Mexico announced their uh, Olympic qualifying roster today, and Efrain Alvarez was not on it. All right. Now, there's some interesting rumors that are floating about, and the interesting rumor is that they that, that Mexico said they weren't going to call him up to that, but what they were going to do instead is call him up to a senior team game here in the very near future. So you could see Efrain Alvarez uh, playing for the Mexican national team mm -hmm very short on the senior level, which is interesting because he's not a regular starter on the LA Galaxy. No. Um, but this may be Tata Martino getting into the fray a little bit, making sure that Mexico stays in the place where they are, which is the number one spot with Efrain. Um, and and so this could be the deal that they sort of made, which is, listen, if you stay with Mexico, I'll call you up for a senior team game and yeah. uh, and we can cap you. You can get your senior team cap. Uh, for this is a well. chess move. This is a, is a typical chess move, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, same thing happened with Theo Walcott in, I can't remember which World Cup, 2002, I think it was. He was so young, he was 16, and he just, you know, signed for Arsenal. And everyone was wondering, why has Sven-Joran Eriksson chosen him to go to the World Cup for England? Didn't play a lick, but it was about the experience. It was about ingraining him, because at that point he was, you know, a very um, a star in the making, supposedly. So I get it. It's a, it's, a, it's a good chess move on their behalf. They're protecting their interests, and they're also still trying to sell the player on you know, playing for them. Yeah. Um, I, th I think it's a good thing for Araujo. I think that experience at that level, being part of a unit outside of LA Galaxy adds to maturity. I mean, he's a pretty, the things he does off the pitch are really good. Right. Uh, his discipline this season has to be a lot better uh, on the pitch. Uh, he put his team in a couple of tight spots last year with red cards and stuff. So I think this would be a really good thing for him. And it's always good to hear the voice of another coach as you're growing and learning and, and stuff. So yeah, it's not going to hurt him at all. Although it will hurt the galaxy if, if, he, if he goes, if, and when they go and, and yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. the, the pre Olympics, the, the games, uh, the qualifiers basically shouldn't interrupt. And I think they're over by the time even April starts. Um, so towards the end of this month is basically when that tournament is going to start. So, uh, Julian Araujo will be back and expected to be the starting right back for the LA galaxy this year. So, uh, that's interesting. Efrain Alvarez is a lot different because as we said, he's not a starter for the LA galaxy. Um, he's more of a depth piece and this is one of his most important years as far as I can tell for me, uh, looking and watching Efrain Alvarez, I will say that, um, I feel like this is his make or break year. He has to show significant improvement this year. Otherwise, if there's not improvement, um, I, I think Vandy's going to give him playing time. So whether or not he can sort of make something of that playing time is is where we go. So interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Let's get to uh, one of the final pieces that we have, um, and that is the LA Galaxy are going to have an equipment sale um, coming up. So equipment sale. If you are a big fan of the equipment sales, then you will uh, you will know. Basically, this is used equipment. So fans will have the opportunity to perch purchase official LA Galaxy team gear, including player jerseys, warm-up shorts, and much more. Um, plus, there's a give-and-get um, for for the AFJA soccer player in need. So donate a new piece of soccer equipment and receive 15% off your equipment sale item of choice. I think we saw AFJA in our chat room as well. Um, so make sure that you get out there and do this. Uh, this is on Sunday, March 21st, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So make sure you get out there for this foundation. They're doing it, I think, in, in groups of 100 uh, Sophie so the first 100 people get to go in and you know they get to do things and you know the whole deal and then they'll they'll let the next 100 people in and so they're trying to keep everybody social distance outside mm -hmm. um, and do the whole thing I'm gonna I'm just gonna warn everybody if you've never been to ever ever be here if you've never been to one of those um, you, I know it says it starts at 9 don't show up at 9 and expect you're gonna get anything uh, yeah. you're, you're gonna have to you, you might have to camp out the night before now uh, people know that you can get player worn shorts, player worn jerseys. A lot of it's practice stuff. Um, but there is, I mean, the first people in are going to be the people who have the best chance at that. And so if you're within the first hundred people, you, you have a chance, but I love it. I think it's brilliant. 
Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to go down and get some stuff? No. No, I, I, my wife has put me on a budget restriction after, uh, after all the stuff that I purchased for this particular, somebody made fun of me because I called this, this, this guest bedroom that I recorded the studio. I'm just, I'm used to calling and <laughs> calling my studio studio. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm every day or every weekend I go into this room and figure out how I'm going to try to make it look more like a studio. Uh, Sophie and I spent 10 minutes talking about lighting before we even started this. And I was we just, did. I was all yeah. geeked out. Cause I was very I, jealous of yeah. Josh's um, mood lighting. Uh, well, but here's the scoop. Yeah. You know, we do this so often yes. that, you you know, the, these certain rooms become the studio. When you can't actually be in the studio, you know, they they morph into the studio. And sometimes mentally it helps to actually call it the studio. Yes, it, it makes it makes me feel like it's a studio, even though yeah. it's, it's a guest bedroom. And what happens whenever we have a guest <laughs> here? Like, do they get to sleep in the bed while I'm doing podcasts? I don't know. We well, haven't we haven't faced that yet. So, hey, I got told off for using the S word. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah. But the mood lighting, I mean, that's a winner right there. That makes it a studio for sure. I mean, red or green or gold I mean, or, you know, the, I, I can the do the green color. with the galaxy shirt. The, See, the, the shirt. That's, that's, what, that's what I was going for with the green. Yeah, and the gold. that's pretty rad. All right. Yeah. We'll get more lights. I need I need more. I think we need more colors in this room. That's what it needs. All right. So I'll keep working on that. All right. Is there anything else, Sophie, that you want to get to? I think we covered all of the major stuff. I'm going to scroll down just to make sure that I, I didn't miss anything. Um, yeah, we, we didn't talk about Christian Pavone because I'm on a Christian Pavone hiatus right now. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. It seems like we've been talking about it for months and months and months, which we have. Um, so uh, that's sort of where we're at. I think the LA Galaxy did two offsite trainings. Uh, I saw a picture from a bus today that said they were on their way to San Diego. So I think one of their offsites may have been down to go scrimmage the San Diego Loyal outside of the March 20th game. I think that they're actually going to play um, in the preseason against them. So um, I think that might have happened. I don't know. I haven't been told anything. That's my guess. Why else would you go down to San Diego? What 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 else are you doing? I mean, you're gonna go on the aircraft carrier. Going to the zoo. I mean, you that, can't go there. Sea World. You know, Sea World's closed. SeaWorld. You can't go. Yeah, to SeaWorld. everything's closed. Yeah, I so. mean, you could probably go down for some great meals. San Diego's got so many great restaurants, but they're not really open, are they? So, I think you just cracked the code. They were there playing football I against think, someone. I think they. I think they were. I think they exactly were. And by the way, San Diego has some of the best food I've had in Southern California. Oh, so, so good. good. Um, it's so good. Now I'm hungry again. My wife ordered Indian, so I need to go downstairs. Oh. Yeah, I know. I can smell it. It's been annoying. Oh, my so God. I'm, I'm ready to chicken, go. Chicken, chicken masala is my favorite. I think uh, a chicken biryani uh, is is Oof. down there, and it is amazing. I think we had it last week, too. So, um, yeah. Anyway. That. You have a pint of lager with that. In England, you've got to have a pint of lager with your... I don't, I don't have time to drink anymore. I really need to find the time to drink, but I don't, do. I, it's going to ruin me for tomorrow morning. Even if I just have one, like I'll wake up being like, oh man, what did I do? You know, dude, the curry's going to ruin you. Forget about the, uh, the pint, a lager, the curry will ruin you for tomorrow if you're not careful. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, just wanted to say, oh, somebody, by the way, also said Legoland is down there. Well, great call, by the way. Legoland has the best submarine ride at an amusement park in California. I'll fight anybody who says differently. Um, all right. So that's all the time I think we have. Uh, Sophie, anything else you want to get to or are we good? No, I think we're good. I'm excited about this fan thing and let's hope, you know, everything continues to move in a positive direction and it would be great to go to games and actually have fans. It would be weird at first, um, but I think for all of us who cover the teams, uh, it's it will be a welcome change and just forget about football. It will be a change in the sense that, as humans, you know, society wise, we're moving back to normalcy right. in some way. And I think that's a really important thing for all of us mentally. Amen. Let's get it going. All right. Sophie, tell people where they can find you. We'll get on out of here. Uh, find me on Twitter at Soccer Diva. And the show is at Highbury Squad across all platforms if you live, love the Arsenal. And uh, we got a great interview up with John Harks if you're a U.S. men's national team fan. Uh, check it out. So thanks for having me, Josh. You rock. Awesome. I love what you do and you do it so well. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Art. If you're looking for me on uh, Twitter, it's at JGuessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Cornerthegalaxy.com, articles, news, videos, podcasts, all there. Cornerthegalaxy.com. Very simple. All right. I think that about does it. We had a busy show, a busy week. Hopefully next week will continue to lead us towards a start of the season for the LA Galaxy. All right, for Miss Sophie DeCannon Nicolau, I'm Josh Pato Gessman, and you've been listening to and watching Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. 
You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.